When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Welcome to the Steve Jones Show. Steve will be joining us momentarily from the Sunbury Motors studio. You know, th- this is a great opportunity for me. This means that uh, that I can actually do all IndyCar all hour. <laughs> you know, this is the first weekend that uh, IndyCar and NASCAR have gotten together and had a weekend series. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, this is my chance now. Oh. Mark stepped aside, and it's my chance to go all IndyCar all hour. Suddenly I had a flashback. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. Do you feel as though you've gone back in time? Ladies and gentlemen, he's wanted to be known by his French name forever, Le Soute. <laughs> I can't spell it. That's the problem, so I can't go by that. I don't know how to spell it. My good friend, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, bud? Good, good. Just like everybody else, you and I are sitting in there wondering, are we going to be playing football this fall? I I still am very confident they will be. I still am. Um... You know, but I take it a I take it a week at a time because I think that's the only way to do it. Almost really like a day at a time. I try not to get too worked up um, about what the news of the day happens to be, only because you know how we you know I keep going back to how did you feel on April first? Now how do you feel on July first? Um, how are you going to feel on August first? We don't know. Uh, it's another another month in front of us. Uh, before this month is out, the possibilities there to have MLS playing, 
possibilities there to have Major League Baseball playing. And at the end of the month, the NHL and the NBA. I mean, that possibility is there. And college football teams getting their training camps going. All right? Uh, And because, for example, Penn State would start July 24th. Uh, It sounds to me like more and more school districts, I know State College has announced that they're going back to class in the fall. I don't know what Chickalini or Danville has decided to do. Obviously, you'd have to tell me that because I don't know. Um, But, I mean, let's just see how it goes. Uh, We could have a... We could have a the end of this month, we could have one of those, oh boy, I don't know. Or we could have one of those, hey, it's really looking up, it's looking a lot better. We just don't know. It's been so unpredictable with this. So I am keeping that kind of attitude when it comes to it, taking it a day at a time, not trying to overreact to the moment. Uh, I, I usually leave the overreaction part to you. I think he left. He, Did you leave? He he left, yes, Steve. Oh, How he's in the leave? background. Get on the other mic for a second. First of all, it's great to have you there. I feel like now, <laughs> I feel like the ship now has a rudder. <laughs> because we were headed toward rocks. And now I feel like we're being taken out into the current that's very kind of you uh, no it's it's actually completely <laughs> accurate um, you know I feel like now we're into into the current uh, before when I walked in I heard that voice I I, I felt like um, you felt comfort <laughs> no I it, it's it was um, it was refreshing no do you ever see the bond movie Thunderbolt yes many yeah. times yeah, at the end when they're on the the ship and Bond, Bond is trying to like avoid rocks and eventually they jump off yes. the ship and it explodes on the rocks. Yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> See, but I leave the overreaction to you. Well, I'm good at that. I always tell people, do what you do best. <laughs> Listen, I don't have many talents. I just do the the ones that I do have. I do really well. You know, that's, that's yeah. one of them. Yeah, I I don't I I don't say I'm worried about it. I just uh, it, it's sometimes tough for me to see how we can safely do football when we can't safely go to the grocery store, it seems. I mean, if we can figure out a way to do, you know, safely do things that we normally do every day, then I can see, you know, football, baseball, sports, things like that easily happening. Um, I can actually see, actually, you know what? I could see the NFL happening before anything else because, as you like to say, they have the money tree to be able to handle things. And they have the television well, contract, too, to make the money back. Well, so does college football. Well, that's true. So does college football. I mean, college football has, let's take the Big Ten. Between the television contracts, the bowl contracts, each school gets about 
50 to 55 million dollars it's a big incentive sitting there uh and also the numbers this is one. Of, this is the only time in my lifetime where I've seen a scoreboard being kept on testing and numbers and things like that in my <laughs> lifetime. Uh, and the numbers are relevant, and the numbers are also misleading. For That's example, fair. you'll and 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 let me explain the misleading part. You see the total number. Up there, the total. Well, the total doesn't tell you how many are actually active right now. It doesn't tell you how many people have already recovered. It just tells you how many have it or have had it. I'll give you an example. A guy that's completely recovered is Bill Cower. Cower had it. He and his wife both living in Manhattan. Okay. Uh, but they've recovered, but they're still counted as a status having it. So I'd like to know, uh, the, at least the state has started to tell you that 77% have recovered. But it doesn't give you what the current number of active cases happens to be. Uh, you hear about hospital bed capacity in Texas. Okay, accurate. All right. Now let's get to the misleading part. It makes you think that all the hospital beds are being taken by COVID patients. It's actually 20%. The reason the hospital beds in Texas are leaning the way they are is that all those people who waited to have their surgeries. <laughs> well, uh, right. See, they, I mean, you know, you start sitting, if you take some time to read some stories, you sit there and say, well, actually, that makes sense. And then you add in the additional COVID patients, and then it it strains the system. Because a lot of people have had to wait for their surgeries, uh, and they can't wait any longer. And, you know, people are in pain, like you know, and I, I know I'm experiencing a different kind of pain right now, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just emotional. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can see Steve. I, I can see division. You know, FBS being able to play and the NFL being able to play. I wonder how that trickles down economically. I'm, I'm talking economically well. as well as health wise down to division two, II, division three, and of course, you know, at, at the high school level too. There's a lot of concerns. So that's the ne- You know, that's the other well, part of this true. question. Well, that's true because take for example FCS. I mean, the people at Bucknell would tell you football's a losing proposition financially. Well, there's, I mean, you, you have some t- t- TV money and so forth. I mean, basketball really is the one that gets the coffers going because of the NCAA Absolutely. tournament money. I, and, and that's just a fact. That's not being critical. Uh, so you have to wonder about how they feel about doing this at the time. But again, let's let everything breathe here for the next month and let's see how the next month plays out as for the pros as for the pros let me tell you what I think is important on the pros Uh, you see some players opting out Ian Desmond DeAndre Jordan you know 
I don't think I've heard anybody in the NHL opt out yet. Was there three in Major League Baseball so far? Right, uh, four. Four. Uh, Joe Ross, Mike Leake, Ryan Zimmerman, and Ian Desmond. Four. But here's my point when it comes to the pros. And I say this with all due respect. With all due respect to Avery Bradley, to um, Ryan Zimmerman, Ian Desmond, and so forth. It's not as if LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole, Bryce Harper, Sidney Crosby, and Alex Ovechkin have opted out. In order to make this work, obviously, and it sounds like, by the way, the NHL is going to go with a two-Canadian city approach. They're expecting it could be Toronto and Edmonton. Right to play their games, which is fine. They can play the games anywhere. That's that's perfectly fine. They're just going to be televised anyway. But the key is is that the primary Avery Bradley is important to you winning. LeBron James is important to you watching. Right, uh, Ian Desmond is important to you winning. Ryan Zimmerman is important to you winning. Aaron Judge is important to you watching. Same thing with Mike Trout. Bryce Harper is important to you watching. And in the NHL, in a, Matt Murray, for example, is important to you winning. Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin are important to you watching. And I think that, as we've said, we will criticize no one. No one will criticize no one that opts out. Nobody. All right. But I also want to be realistic about, I'm like, oh, Ryan Zimmerman says he's not going to play. Well, he says he'll probably come back and play next year. Okay, that's fine. Right? I totally respect his decision completely. Ian Desmond totally respect his decision completely. But in terms of the ability, what does it mean about playing? Okay, to me, if you have the major stars sitting back saying, I don't know, I'm opting out, I'm not playing, now you rethink what you're doing. But I think until that happens, I'm not so sure you do rethink about what you're going to do. I'm just throwing that out there as, as a logical possibility as to how you know how these things play out. By the way, Penn State, Sandy Barber had her. Uh, we're going to hear from her tomorrow on the show. Um, she said that 102 Penn State athletes have been tested, and Penn State does not have any positive tests. Now that's as of today. It doesn't mean that you know. It doesn't mean that. Two weeks from now, something else. And if Penn State does have a positive test, she says that they'll say it. They won't say who, right? but they'll tell you that somebody did or didn't. Well, as of right now, the good news on their part is that here at Penn State, they've tested 102, and so far all of them, fortunately, have come back negative. Now, see, for example, now Kevin... I know you were out for you know you did a lot of work from home, right? 
but Kevin's a, Kevin's in a tricky spot. I'm talking about the suit here. Is in a tricky spot, you know. We, it's not like Kevin hasn't had a heart procedure in his lifetime. So you've already taken off one season, anyway. What do you think? No, he doesn't want to go there. By the way, IndyCar is uh, this weekend. I think what NASCAR and IndyCar are running the same day, right? Are they both are they both running this weekend at Indy? I believe that's the case, Steve, but I'm not the expert on that. Kevin is uh, busy at the moment; otherwise, he'd answer it. I'm sure. Break room needed to be cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand that guy. <laughs> all right next half hour we're going to hear from joe putnam about the minor league baseball season going by the boards jesse lucetta at 406 every time i talk to jack hammond uh jack called me yesterday about something he and I are doing next week. Every time we talk, the first topic he brings up once we get to football is about how impressed and how excited he is to see this linebacking core this season. Well, one of those members, the guy I think has a really bright future, is Jesse Lucetta. We'll hear from him at 406. Minor League Baseball, next half hour on News Radio 1070. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can check out the great product lines online at sunburymotors.com. Great sales staff, fabulous service department that takes care of the life of the vehicle. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, pre-owned inventory, fabulous. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, and Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Yesterday, the inevitable did happen. Major League Baseball, excuse me, Minor League Baseball announced there would be no season for 2020. There is a technicality that that needs to be at least discussed before we get Joe Putnam from the State College Spikes in here to talk about this. And who's, join, who's going to join us here in a moment here in the Sunbury Motors studio. And that's this. Number one, Minor League Baseball cannot exist with any opportunity to make a dime unless they let fans in. Well, right now, no fans are being let in anywhere. So that's that's a big reason. But here's the other part. Major League Baseball is declining sending any of their prospects to play minor league baseball. As soon as Major League Baseball made that decision you can then go from there. 
can't exist without having players. So that means the next 90 days will be critical to finding out what the future is of minor league baseball. J.J. Cooper, as we pointed out in Baseball America, has written about this. Nobody's been better at reporting it than J.J. Cooper of Baseball America. And he's talked about maybe a split in the South Atlantic League. He's talked about the possibility of a Mid-Atlantic League. And it's not as if some teams from our area have not been mentioned in those scenarios. Now let's see how it plays out. And with that, we bring in Joe Putnam from the State College Spikes. Not unexpected, but uh, we'll see what the future holds. It was mentioned by J.J. Cooper and... He's been he's been in depth Who's, on this since. The well, beginning. he's been on our show. We've had JJ yes. on the show. That's right. I, yeah, I remember. Yes, yeah, I heard him last week with you guys. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, and remember, let, let, let's face it. Uh, if somebody goes back to what it was like in the summer of two thousand five, mm-hmm. and then the difference that two thousand six made having a ball ball club. Yes. I'll say this. The spikes have never once been taken for granted in this community. Never. I mean, the attendance has always been there. People have always been there. The whole thing. So I I don't think this is a case of, oh, now I know what it's like without them. I think people are going anyway. Yeah. I think, and listen, we were just about to hit 2 million fans. With this season, right. if we were on track for average, and, and honestly, we were we were trending upward before yeah. coronavirus hit, uh, you know, we were certainly on track for two, to welcome our 2 millionth fan into the ballpark this coming season. Now, obviously, won't be a season this year, but our 15th season, we are still making plans for. It's still We're still making dear friends at the ballpark. Uh Usually, uh, the off season is really spent trying to put together what the nights are going to be like. Uh, has that process? I mean, look, everybody's really kind of no offense. Everybody's pre- pretty much known. I mean, as hard as the news was to get, yes, you know, it's going to be delayed. It's I'm gonna, okay, All right? But everyone's known that the way things were going on the major league level, that it was going to be tough this summer to even think about it. Has the process started in terms of what people are thinking about for next year? Because because if the tumblers fall into place, mm-hmm. there actually would be more games. Well, I mean, certainly we've got a lot of experience uh, putting promotional schedules together, putting everything together. I mean, you know, you look at myself, Scott Walker, you, Steve, as well, Matt Neary, Dan Petrozolo, guys who have been around the ball club for over a decade. I mean, in terms of our staff, we, we're, we're very well versed in putting these events together. If we, you know, go up from 38 events per summer to more than that, to 40, 50, 60, to 71, I think we have the wherewithal to do that. And even now, you know, in putting together these events, really our mindset is still trying to provide the same sort of experience that we constantly provide. Now, obviously, yeah. there are restrictions, there are guidelines that we have to follow. Uh, you know, there's not as many people at these events, but our mindset is still the same of what we what we seek Absolutely. to provide, what we strive to provide as an experience to fans at the ballpark. And and you know, it, it, right now it's a very special experience to be able to go out to enjoy 
a ballpark, uh, even just to see the fireworks. I know that yeah. uh, many people, that's what their intention is for, for their families on Saturday, is just to get out, get out of the house. Have some fun. Have some fun in a safe environment and see a fantastic fireworks show. In fact, this year, you, you, you kind of get two, a twofer this year. Uh, you know, obviously right, the Central yeah. PA Fourth Fest fireworks have always been a spectacular fireworks show, but now you've got two simultaneous shows that you can see from one location. There have been uh, some ballparks that have opened up their concessions and so forth. Is, mm-hmm. is that something that is a consideration at some point? Well, right now we don't really, uh, right now we won't have our concessions open. We're still working through, so we're, we're hoping to provide well, options. In the near future, yeah, I meant down the road. I didn't mean down the Saturday. road, it's it's uh, it's certainly a possibility. Yeah. We've got we've got several ideas that that we're working through right now, and and again, obviously, all of our ideas. I mean, we we're in minor league baseball. We have some crazy, uh, you know, <laughs> ideas, but we have to make them fit within the parameters of this day and age and the circumstances we find ourselves in. So I, I think once we finalize that, kind of massage those a little bit, I think then we'll be able to provide them out to everybody. And also gear it off the rack outfit. Absolutely. We still have got that 15th season gear available. Which, by right the way, now. is applicable still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our 15th season's coming up. Yeah. It's coming up a little later than we, we had hoped, hopefully. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, we still have 15th season gear. We have other great items. I, I know a lot of folks... Uh, <laughs> Got those Father's Day deals. Father's Day's now passed, so you might have missed out on those deals. But you can still get great items uh, inside the store. We'll have, uh, I believe, some opportunities uh, for you in the near future to come out to the store. But, of course, the yeah. online store is available 24-7 statecollegespikes.com. Yes. Uh, you can uh, log in, make, place your orders, and you can do so and get them delivered anywhere. So even if you've got relatives that uh, are missing out on minor league baseball and other parts, the country, send them some spikes gear. Help them, uh, help them out a little bit. Give them that a little bit of that game day experience at Medler Field. And again, don't forget. It's um, I, I think it's still really important for people to get involved with the Save Our Spikes campaign. Yes, yeah, SaveOurSpikes.com still up and running, and we've got even new new stuff, including ballpark rentals, including, uh, of course, we had the auction of the, the jerseys uh, that has run out. But I will say this, keep your eyes peeled. We might have some more opportunities as well to bid on game-worn jerseys from uh, major leaguers who got their start with the Spikes, some uh, Spikes standouts of the past, as well as some of those. Uh, theme night jerseys. Uh, we we may yet still have some uh, Jerome Bettis gold jacket uh, jerseys still uh, nice. available for bids in the near yeah. future. So if you're a fan of the bus, keep your eyes peeled and be on the lookout for that. Uh, of course, thanks to our uh, partnership with Live Source for all of those auctions. It's amazing how he ties everything together. <laughs> in other words, he talks about Jerome Bettis the bus while earlier referencing that they will play the soundtrack from The Bus on Saturday night. It all ties. Exactly. Together. There's there's themes. There's themes. I will say this. There is only one benefit, and only one, by the way. Mm-hmm. This will be a season where for the first time in your career, you will be undefeated, undefeated. against the dog. <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> Against the dog. Undefeated. Against the dog. Zero losses. Next season, in your first go-around, you and I are going to put together a video. <laughs> and in the video, 
we will explain that in 2020 you were undefeated against the dog. We undefeated. will not. We will not explain how it happened. <laughs> we need shirts. That's what we need on this. We need oh, shirts. I'll wear the shirt. Undefeated. Putt. Undefeated. 2020. Huh? Little scoreboard video before you go out for your big deal. I love it. Right. Love it. And then we'll explain that. Right. In 2020, you had no losses against that thing. <laughs> but you, well, you know what? Ha- what's going to happen? Bob's going to hear word of this. He's going to challenge me. Empty stadium match. Nobody will know about it. It's true. We can just fib. <laughs> It'll be like the fight at the end of Rocky. Okay. That's right. Yeah. When is that? When does that ever happen on our broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> Why never, Steve? <laughs> Good response, Joe. <laughs> That'll be one thing about being twenty twenty one. That'll be the fifteenth season of the Spikes. I can say it's my fifteenth season, and the dates two thousand six to twenty one will match up. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the fifteenth anniversary <laughs> in every way, shape, and form. Brad Furness. Left-hander, high and outside for a ball to James Barksdale. Yes, who ended up playing for the Spikes the next next year. year. Barksdale made one of the memorable plays in the history of Meadowland Field with Brando Park, (laughs) and it was not for the Spikes. Nope. It helped the Spikes. Nathan Southard, first season. Uh, We talked about Mark Hamilton, who's now a doctor on the front lines of COVID in Queens. Well, Hamilton came to State College. Uh, eventually, he made the majors. His teammate at Tulane was Nathan Southern. Yep. Well, Mark Dijon was no fan of Hamilton. <laughs> okay, I told Joe this story. I think it's right. safe to say, right. yeah. <laughs> okay, but I told Joe the story. Right. He, he thought Hamilton was a prima donna, so he's going to bring him down several pegs to get him there. Meanwhile, Hamilton coming to me goes, "What is his problem?" I said, "Mark, just just play, just listen to him." Okay, that's all I said to him. I said, "Mark, just listen to him." All right, all right, all right. He suspended him for two games. Like fans don't know, he's like he just wasn't in the lineup. Well, Southard is the center fielder. Mm-hmm. So the Spikes are playing an extra inning game back when you played extra innings normally. Yes. <laughs> he hits a sinking line drive to center field, right, in a tie game in the, in the 10th inning. Barksdale comes in, charges in, dives for it, misses it, never hit his glove, Yep. goes all the way to the wall, and Southard wins the game on a walk-off inside the park home run. A runoff. Yes. <laughs> a runoff, walk-off inside the park home run. The next year, I was talking with John Foreman about that exact same play. The next year, he said James Barksdale came in. He would answer any questions, any fun questions. He would not talk about that right. play. Barksdale said to me, and he, he, he was out of Alabama, mm-hmm. right? southern accent. He says, can you do me a favor, Steve? I said, sure. He says, don't mention I was involved ever in that play. <laughs> now, now those, yeah. those seasons we did, I mean, now yeah. it's 15 years later. Yeah. I mean, okay, you know what I mean? Or 14 years later. I, no offense. We can talk about all we want now. He just didn't want to. I mean, he, he felt embarrassed by it. So we never once mentioned it. Uh, uh, the dam was the other guy, the second guy at the time. Yeah. And we never once mentioned that he was the center fielder. <laughs> I was involved in that play. Yeah. Joe, thanks. Steve, thank you. 
Joe Putnam joining us here in the Sunbury Motor Studio. Jesse Lucetta, next half hour, going to shift gears to Penn State football. Again, the news today, and there's just uh, a lot of news that Sandy Barber made that we will hear tomorrow on the show. Uh, but uh, so far, 102 student-athletes on Penn State's campus that have been tested so far. Doesn't mean this won't change, but so far, all the tests have been negative. There have been no positive tests of the athletes that have returned. Uh, Penn State, it seems like, it sounds like uh, every two weeks on Wednesday, they'll give us a progress report on that. So Wednesdays, just so in other words, the next time we'll hear about, uh, it sounds like if that holds, the next time we'll hear something about how testing has gone here will be on the 15th of July. All right, we'll take a break. Back with more in a moment, brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Were you at the uh, holiday party? I, I was not. No, Steve. Wasn't working here then. Oh. Um, um, they played this, and the suit moonwalked to it. <laughs> All right. Well, I definitely and, missed something then, man. And then he tripped. Oh, no. And then it became entertaining. <laughs> uh, it was just it was a horrible scene. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be worse than my dancing, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ah. So, uh, we're going to hear from Jesse Lucetta next half hour. Uh, again, I'm a big believer in in what we're seeing right now with certain people opting out, not playing. And by the way, at Penn State, if you are a scholarship athlete, and you are not comfortable playing, you will not lose your scholarship. That was uh, something else that was also pointed out today. Also pointed out today was playing in the spring as a last resort. Doesn't mean it's not on the table as a possibility, but it also would be a last resort. We'll hear more on that tomorrow. I really believe that one of the keys, besides having relatively few positive tests for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, is you'll see players opting out. DeAndre Jordan is going to opt out. Okay. Um for the NBA. Uh, Avery Bradley has already announced he's opting out. And all of them have great reasons. It's, you know, there's, in fact, comfort, if you're not comfortable, that's a great reason. You saw Ian Desmond of the Rockies, Ryan Zimmerman of the Nationals, Joe Ross of the Nationals, and um, Mike Leake of the D-backs say they're, you know, they're not comfortable. So they'd like to opt out of 2020. Again, with all due respect to all of them who are all fine players, all fine players, the key is will 
what does LeBron James decide to do? Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, uh, Anthony Davis. What do they decide to do? Zion Williamson, what do they decide to do? Avery Bradley is a reason why you win. The names I just mentioned are the reason why you watch. Baseball. Ryan Zimmerman, as national fans know, he's the original national. Ryan Zimmerman, Ross, Mike Leak, Ian Desmond, they're all reasons why you win. But Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, they're the reason you watch. Clayton Kershaw. If they're not opting out, then you feel like there's a greater desire to push forward. The NHL, which looks like it might be Toronto and Edmonton, might be the two cities now. If Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin are not opting out and they're opting to play, I think it increases your desire to continue to push forward. Because again, as valuable as a Matt Murray may be, as valuable as Carlson may be, the fine defenseman for the uh, Caps. Ovechkin and Crosby are the reasons you watch. The other guys I mentioned are reasons why you win. I'm just throwing that out as a theory, as I, I think it's something that has to be thought of, looked at, in terms of their attitude pushing forward. Jesse Lucetta, next half hour. Every time Jack Ham and I talk, he always gets right to you. He says, Steve, I am so excited about our linebackers. And Jesse Lucetta is one of the big reasons why. And obviously we know... Micah Parsons, but Brandon Smith, Lance Dixon, Charlie Catcher, the Jacobs kid that's now in Ellis Brooks, and the guy you're going to hear next half hour, Jesse Lucas.